the final tonight. And the best team in baseball wins it all in 2018. Watchman into the right field. Down the line. A fair ball. Adley will turn first. Head for second. He's going to turn second. Go for third. Watchman into third base standing. An extra base hit. His first hit in the major leagues. Welcome to the... Hey guys, welcome back to Beyond the Ballpark, and today I'm going to be hitting you with my World Series predictions from, you know, division winners in both leagues and wild card teams and postseason matchups leading up to the World Series and who will ultimately win it. Uh, I am solo today, Brendan is not available, so I'll be giving all my thoughts on who is set for October, and it's pretty straightforward, so let's get into it. Alright, so in the AL East, I'm going to pick the New York Yankees. I know it's kind of boring, and I know the Yankees aren't playing that well right now. I mean, they're 5-5 five and five in their last 10 at the time of recording. But I just think that the New York Yankees were really smart into putting the position, to put themselves into the position that, you know, regardless of what how well they play, I think, that they are just utterly dominant, and, you know, they're ready to take this AL East. And it's not fun to see as an Orioles fan, and Brendan, it's not fun for Brendan either to see as a Red Sox fan. But I just think that, and it, and it's also chalk as well. But I do think that the Yankees are going to win this division ultimately. They're probably going to finish with ninety something wins, at the very least, and they'll probably finish with hundred wins, probably at best. So I think that's pretty legitimate right now, and how that's going to go. And then in the AL Central, uh, I got the Cleveland Guardians. I think the Cleveland Guardians do have enough to take it uh, from the Minnesota Twins and. It's awesome to see. I mean, congratulations, Guardian fans, in your first season of being the Guardians. You know, you got the division, in my opinion. I mean, they've gotten good performances at Andres Jimenez, who had an all-star year this year, and that was the guy that they got for Francisco Lindor, so that was a nice pickup in that trade. Ahmed Rosario, while he hasn't had a phenomenal year, he's had a really good one in a pitcher-friendly park, and Jose Ramirez being the underrated stud that he is. You know, the, all those guys have been producing at an elite clip, uh, for the Cleveland Guardians, and you know, with that leg of pitching and that pitching factory out there in Cleveland, I still do believe that they are the best pitching development team in baseball. Um, and especially with Emmanuel Classe and James Karinchak in the back end of the bullpen, I mean, if you're if you're down in a game, you're not winning it because those two guys are just going to lock it in. And then they've had Shane Bieber, Cal Quantrill, and Zach Plesac all have nice years, respectively. Um, you know, some performing better than others, but. That, that Cleveland Guardians team is getting the job done, and I do think they have what it takes to take that AL Central. And then finally in the AL West, I'm going to pick the Houston Astros. And I know they just, and uh, I just forgot to mention, 
The Cleveland Guardians are playing the Baltimore Orioles next, so that's going to be very interesting to see how that pans out for the Guardians. And honestly, that might hurt them because the Orioles are playing really well right now. And back to what I was saying uh, about the AL West, uh, I think the Houston Astros got it. I just think that there's not really much of a contest right now in terms of, like, uh, you know, Seattle. And I do think Seattle is going to get a wild card spot at the end of the day, which we'll get to later. But uh, I, I think Houston's just, you know, they're going to claim this division yet again. I mean, they added Trey Mancini and Christian Vasquez, and they needed a catcher, and they needed a first base in the south slash outfielder. So those were two nice pickups. Alex Bregman's been really hot. Jose Altuve having a all-star year, literally. I mean, he got named in an all-star game. And uh, Jeremy Pena having a nice rookie season while he has cooled off. I still think that he's producing at a pretty good level in order for the Houston Astros to compete for the AL West. And I ultimately do think that they are going to win it because the Houston Astros are that loaded. I mean, they got six guys in the rotation who are legitimate pitchers. And I think it's only up from here for the Houston Astros. And like I, and while they did lose that series to Baltimore and, you know, that offense was not clicking on all cylinders, I, the Houston Astros are too much, too good of a team to just not deny. So I think the Houston Astros got the L West. All right, now I move on to the National League East. Uh, and I got the New York Mets taking it. I know the Atlanta Braves are having a really nice year, and I will, do think that they're ultimately ultimately going to make the playoffs. Uh, but, I mean, the New York Mets are playing really well right now. They didn't pull the Mets this year. They got really nice pieces. Daniel Vogelbach and Tyler Nicklin, that has been a really nice platoon for the New York Mets. Uh, you know, and you would have hoped to get Trey Mancini, I would assume, if you were a Mets fan listening to this. But Dan Vogelbach and Tyler Nicklin, those guys have been clicking since uh, headed to Queens. And they've been, you know, really good in that DH role for the New York Mets. Uh, Francisco Lindor is, you know, getting back to that old form-ish. Well, I don't think he's going to get there. He's definitely um, playing a lot better recently. And there's a lot going on in Metsland right now. And, you know, Pete Alonso is also playing really well over at first. Having an all-star year. Uh, Eduardo Escobar filling in here and there. Third base. Brandon Nimmo, Mark Canna, Sterling Marte, they're all getting it done in the outfield, and it's been very impressive to watch from the New York Mets. Edwin Diaz has been locked down closer, one of the best in the game. Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer, that is a one-two punch that you really don't want to face in the playoffs. I think the New York Mets got it easily here in the NL East. In the NL Central, I'm going to go with the St. Louis Cardinals. St. Louis Cardinals have a really, really nice year, uh, and you know, for a Brewers team that traded away Josh Hader and that flashed the signs of selling cardinals are also playing really well and you know they've gotten a mvp seasons at the corners for nolan arenado and paul goldschmidt i mean those guys are having honestly careers and i know nolan arenado used to playing cores but and he probably had better numbers when he was with the rockies but the fact he's playing in a pitcher friendly park and putting up some elite elite numbers is awesome to see and i know people doubted him and you know the fact that maybe he can't hit outside of course well he can and i and i fully expected him to his nolan arenado is that good and i'm very happy that i was right about that and paul goldschmidt just again having a career year and he's all and, and those two are also playing really good defense uh at their respective positions in the infield and I mean, Dylan Carlson playing pretty well. And, you know, they've gotten a lot of production out of guys. Jordan Montgomery was a great pickup from the Yankees. And it really backfired on the Yankees because Harrison Bader hit the 60-day IL, which, you know, I'm not feeling bad for the Yankees. But Jordan Montgomery is really good, and that was definitely a pitcher they needed. Adam Wainwright, Miles Michaelis have been getting the job done 
out in Seattle, and I think they have what it takes to get the NL Central. And I'm so happy to see the Cardinals playing as well, even though I do love the Brewers uh, almost just as much as the Orioles. I'm also very happy to see St. Louis Cardinals playing as well. And then in the uh, NL West, even though the Padres looked like they were going to be the team to be reckoned with, it's got to be the LA Dodgers. LA Dodgers have like the best record in baseball. They're going to be the first team in 90 wins this year. LA Dodgers are just another team to just be reckoned with. NL West has tons of talent in terms of teams, or the West in general, AL West and NL West. But, I mean, both of those teams are the best teams in, in their league, respectively. Uh, but the LA Dodgers, man, uh, Freddie Freeman, Max Muncy's looked a lot better as of recently, Trey Turner, and Justin Turner as well. He's not, Justin Turner's not playing as well as he used to, but he's certainly playing well in the Dodgers' environment. And Joey Gallo's looked a lot better since heading to LA. Mookie Betts is having an MVP season. Cody Bellinger, well, he's Cody Bellinger, but that doesn't matter. The Dodgers are naps—they're just a blue tidal wave at this point. I mean, the Dodgers have endless amounts of money, and they're just—and even without Walker Buehler, like the team is still competing. You have to admire that for the LA Dodgers. So, my gosh, the the LA Dodgers, I think, are going to have the best record in baseball. They're going to have 100 wins, definitely at the absolute worst. And those are my division winners. And now we move on to the wild card. Very spicy here. Um, with all these teams is a lot of them are playing very well as of recently and I think one of them has to be the Tampa Bay Rays. Tampa Bay Rays are getting healthy. Wander Franco is going to come back soon and honestly I'm a little nervous to say this but I think Wander Franco is going to play a big part in the Tampa Bay Rays team. I think that you know yeah I mean I think the Rays team is going to click a lot better and they were, even were able to stay afloat with all those injuries before and which is very impressive. I mean it if they if they didn't stay afloat with you know seventeen of their normal guys getting hurt, I don't know where they would be right now. They probably wouldn't be in a postseason spot, but they managed to stay afloat and they managed to get the most out of their players. And you know the Rays are a sneaky good team. And honestly, there's a world where they could go for the division if they keep getting hot. And you know the Yankees kind of fall a little bit. They're gonna kind of need that. But, I mean, Tampa Bay Rays, they've really been one of the better teams in baseball. Second team, I'm going to go with the Seattle Mariners. I think this uh, playoff drought ends in Seattle. Uh, and the Mariners are just playing so well this year. Julio Rodriguez uh, got that massive extension. He got like $205 million over 12 years. That was awesome to see for Seattle. And I think that playoff, playoff drought is going to end in Seattle, which is uh, phenomenal to see. I'm so happy for Mariners fans. Uh, and that team is phenomenal. And I know they gave up a lot of talent for Luis Castillo, but Luis Castillo has proven that he's work, worth it. And I honestly do think that Luis Castillo is going to remain in Seattle, and he's going to be a, you know in Seattle for probably the rest of his career. So I, I, that's not a team that you want to see in the playoffs. I think that team is really, really good. Good bullpen, good pitching rotation, and a pretty good offense. And they've also gotten performances out of guys like Ty France, He's been really good, and Eugenio Suarez has been a big power hitter. Jesse Winker hasn't been as good, but you know he's you know he's doing all right. And you know I I think the Seattle Mariners team is finally ready to end that playoff drought in Seattle, and it's just great to see. So, congratulations! In my opinion, Seattle Mariners are moving into the wild card. And last but not least, uh, this could be a little bit of biased here. 
But I'm going to go with the Baltimore Orioles going in the third wild card spot. Yes, and I know they don't technically hold it right now. They're one and a half game out of that last wild card spot uh, from the Toronto Blue Jays. But, I mean, the Orioles are just playing really well. They took that series against the Astros. They're winning series against teams that they need to. And I know the Red Sox are slightly underperforming this year um, with all their talent. But, honestly, the Red Sox aren't as good of a team anyway. Took the series against them. Took the series against Houston. I mean, the Orioles are playing so well right now. And I love to see it as an Orioles fan. I honestly do think that they're going to make the playoffs. And I, and I know the it's and I know a lot of people are going to argue for the Blue Jays and and stuff like that. And I and people are going to say the Blue Jays have a much better roster. But at the same time, I think the or the big thing for the Orioles is that they're going to play the Blue Jays at the right time. You know, they're going to be playing the Blue Jays down the stretch. You know, it's going to be like the last two to three weeks of the season that they're going to see the Blue Jays seven times because they're going to have four games against them. One of those games being a doubleheader because the game earlier got rained out. Uh, So that's going to be a big series. And then they're going to be in the Rogers Center playing as well. And a key thing to note is that the Orioles have played really well against the Blue Jays. They've gotten sweeps over the Blue Jays. This is a team that they can beat and... This is definitely, uh, they're definitely proving that they can get over the Blue Jays. I mean, Ryan Mountcastle's on the Blue Jays. Pretty much everyone's on the Blue Jays. I mean, the Blue Jays pitching has not been good against a kind of average Oriole offense. And I, yeah, I'll be honest, our offense is not great right now. But yeah, the Blue Jays pitching has not been good against us. And it's, you know, I would be scared if you're a Blue Jays fan playing the Orioles down the stretch. Uh, you know, if you're playing seven games against them, in September, when you're trying to play October baseball, it's just it's sketchyville right now for Toronto. And I think the Orioles ultimately do make it in, but they're also going to have a crucial series against the Guardians coming up that they got to take two out of three from as well. But I ultimately do think that the Baltimore Orioles will make the playoffs, and I'll be screaming my head off where getting my T-shirt for October baseball in Baltimore, and it's going to be awesome. I cannot wait to see it. I, I mean. They, they managed to get the Astros, like, three or four runs across three games in one series. That is such a good sign. And I know that they lost it, but that was because the offense uh, was, was not rolling. It was not rolling on Sunday. But I think the Orioles have got some momentum right now. They're playing really well. And I ultimately do think that they are going to make the postseason. And it's definitely going to help them that they're going to play a team that they can beat. And they've beaten time and time again down the stretch. So, Baltimore, if you're an Orioles fan, get hyped, because I think this is our year. And now, in terms of the NL wildcard, after my little rant about the Orioles, and I'm sorry, I'm just very passionate, um, I think uh, the number one spot is going to belong to the Atlanta Braves. Uh, I think the Atlanta Braves have been playing really well. They've gotten a lot of good performances. Vaughn Grissom looks like a beast. Uncle Harris looks like a beast. Uh, Dansby Swanson's had an all-star year, and... You know, Matt Olson's been hitting for a ton of power as well. Austin Riley got that extension. I mean, this Braves team is just a feels like a star-studded roster. Spencer Strider's provided the arm that they need, and you know there is a lot good going on in Atlanta. And while I don't think that they're going to get the division, um, I honestly do think that they will make the wild card uh, at the end of the day. Because you know, I honestly don't think that they're. I'm going to win. Yeah, I, I don't see anyone taking down the Mets right now. And now we'll move on to the second wild card team. Uh, I'm going to go with the 
I'm going to go with the Phillies. I think the Phillies ultimately do make it. Uh, they've got, they had enough uh, moves that they made. Um, you know, they made enough moves at the trade deadline, getting Noah Syndergaard and uh, David Robertson in that bullpen, and Noah Syndergaard on the starting rotation. I think those were two big moves that helped the Phillies, and Alec Bowman's had a really nice year quietly. Bryson Stott has looked a lot better since that rough patch at the beginning of the year. Um, and they finally got rid of Didi Gregorius because it was time for him to get out the door. Gene Segura is always a nice little offensive player. Reese Hoskins is having is quietly one of the best first basemen in the National League, maybe even in baseball if you want to argue that. Uh, Bryce Harper's back. That's going to be big for them. Brandon Marsh is a nice little player. Uh, Kyle Schwarber has been big. Uh, been a huge power threat. And Nick Castellanos just not having you know the monster year that he had last year, but... Certainly having a nice one. He kid, kind of doing a Cedric Mullins where both of those guys had awesome years last year. And they're not playing as well, but they're still playing good baseball at the end of the day. So I do think that uh, the Phillies make it in. and Which is, I don't I mean, I, I'm kind of neutral to the Phillies. But I know the Phillies fans will appreciate that. Even though they do have garbage fans. Uh, but I, I do know a nice Phillies fan. I'll be honest. But when I went to the Phillies game, they were pretty garbage. When I went to a Phillies game last year... They're a pretty garbage fan, so... Uh, but, yeah, I think the Phillies make the playoffs at the end of the day. And then last but not least, for my final wild card team uh, in the NL, I'm going to go with the San Diego Padres. I mean, I, they're not playing as well, and I, it's weird to say when they get Josh Hader, Josh Bell, Brandon Drury, and Juan Soto in one trade deadline that, you know, the, they cooled off. They did cool off a little bit, Um and but I do think at the end of the day they are going to make the playoffs. Um, and even though the Brewers are only one and a half game out of it, um, I, I I still think the Padres just have an overall stronger roster than the Brewers. I mean their offense is a lot better. The pitching is about equivalent right now in my opinion. So I think that the San Diego Padres make the playoffs after a really disappointing year last year. Fringe teams for me, uh, Milwaukee Brewers definitely. I, I, I could be screwed because I honestly do think that the Milwaukee Brewers could have a legitimate shot to make the postseason, um, you know, and attack late and, you know, get some mojo down the stretch. Maybe even the San Francisco Giants. I know that's not great, and the Giants are playing that well, but I, know, I don't think that they're going to make the playoffs. But there's a crazy, crazy world where that could op- happen, but I just don't personally think it's going to happen. And then in terms of the American League, I think the Twins are going to fight till the end. Um, and that's pretty much it as well. Maybe the White Sox try and sneak a fight in. Uh, I don't want to hear about Boston, though. I, I think Boston's yesterday's news and Xander Bogarts, Nate Navaldi are going to be headed out of there uh, sooner or later uh, in terms of, like, you know, like, it, th- those guys don't want to play in Boston anymore. The baseball's not going to be good in Boston. And, yeah, I, I just think that, you know, it's... Boston's yesterday's news, and I know that the, it's a good roster, and I mean no disrespect to the Red Sox, but I just think that they're they're not really going to be competing by you know the time the season ends, and they're probably going to be out of it after a wild season last year. All right, so we move on to the postseason. Uh, if we take a look here uh, and see what's going on. Um, so the so the wild the Astros and Yankees, so here we go. The top two division winners in each league will receive buys the division series. The other four teams uh, in the each league will play a best of three, 
series in the wild card round with the higher seed hosting all three games. So I'm just gonna go with some ideal uh, scenarios and you know just what could happen uh, in terms of you know matchups and stuff. I'm not saying that these are that this is what's gonna happen, but I think these are in theory what could happen. So obviously the uh, Astros and the Yankees are gonna get a bye, and I think that those two teams uh, are gonna be at the top as the Cleveland Guardians are gonna be the last um, in that right now. Uh, Cleveland Guardians, I think, versus the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm gonna pick the Tampa Bay Rays. They're gonna play just I want really bad. I just think that the Tampa Bay Rays are gonna play it nice and strategic. Uh, and they're going to overtake the Guardians uh, in this matchup. And now we move on to the Seattle-Baltimore series. And even though the Orioles make playoffs for me, I'm going to pick Seattle here. Um, I just think that Seattle is just a better version of... I do think edge in terms of pitching... Um, but uh, it's like Seattle, the offense is way better. And the Orioles' offense is average, probably at best. So I'm going to pick the Seattle Mariners. And while it pains me to do so, and I really going to be rooting for the Orioles to win. I think in a real world, the Seattle Mariners are going to And now we move on to how that's going to match up. Uh, so I'm going to go. I'm just going to go with a matchup here. I'm going to pick, uh, if I'm really thinking hard about this, I'm going to match up. You know what? I, I'm going to scratch my prediction here. I'm going to change it up. I'm going to pick the Cleveland Guardians over the Tampa Bay Rays. I now that I think about it a little bit more, I honestly do think that the Guardians, Guardians will ultimately win. And I just think that they're, you know, they're going to be locked down enough. And even with their strong Rays bullpen, I think... That Karinchak and Klasse are locked down enough, especially in the game three game series, that those two are just going to be absolutely out of the bullpen and and get Cleveland to the uh, championship series. Um, and I'm going to go with the Astros and the Guardians. I'm going to say, yeah, I think I think that's realist. That could realistically be a matchup. I'm picking the Houston Astros. I don't think there's a world where they don't make it. Uh, and, I mean, you know, the Guardians are a good team, and I have them beating the Rays. But at the same time, like, I'm to the Guardians, and I think they're just going to over uh, the Guardians in every single way here. So, um, I just think that's very realistic to say. And then we got the Yankees and the Mariners moving, um, going here. I think this one's going to be pretty good to watch. Um... I think this one's going to be a pretty legitimate series between these two teams because the Mariners are hot, a little bit hotter right now, and the Yankees are a little bit colder right now. So that's going to be interesting. To I'm going to go bold here. I'm going to pick. I think that the Mariners might have a little bit more luck on their side uh, in order to take it from the Yankees. And, you know, Garrett Cole can't pitch a big game. That's going to be you know, crisis for Yankee fans. Like, he's going to start game three because I honestly do think that this game series is going to go to the wall. I think Garrett Cole is going to start game three and he's just going to break down. So that's that's going to be interesting to see because, you know, Garrett Cole can't pitch a big game and Luis Castillo probably can realistically. 
I, I'm going to go fun here. I'm going to go bold, and I'm going to pick the Seattle Mariners. And now we have the Houston Astros, uh, a team that's a bit of an underdog versus a team that is probably the best team in the American League. I'm going to go chalk here this time, and I'm going to go the Houston Astros. I think that the Houston Astros, no matter what my playoff setup looks like and what I just made up on the spot here, you know, I think the Houston Astros are just going to win it all. I think the Astros are just way too dominant. They do have a team built for October, and Trey Mancini's going to get to the World Series, and I'm so happy about for him in particular, not the team, because you can't forget about their whole cheating scandal, but I'm going to be happy for Trey Mancini, and I'm gonna it's going to warm my heart to see him play in the World Series. But yeah, I think the Astros do move on, and it's going to be a heartbreaker for Seattle. Although I do think Seattle is going to put up a pretty good fight. Not as good of a fight uh, as the Yankees series, but I do think that it's going to be a pretty good fight overall in terms of uh, talent. Yeah, Houston Astros moving on to the World Series. Um, I'm going to go... Uh, so the Dodgers and Mets, in my opinion, are going to get by. And uh, so we got Cardinals, Cardinals Braves and... To be honest, I'm going to pick the Atlanta Braves. I just don't think that the car... I, I just think that the NLH is pretty weak right now in terms of, like, you know, talent and, you know, roster construction. Um, you know, there's no world where... I don't think there's really a realistic world for the Cardinals to get any further because while they do have a good team on the surface, there's just not a lot of depth. You have to admit that if you are a Cardinals fan... Um, and I think the Atlanta Braves are just stronger overall, and they are more suited and more built for a situation like this. So I'm going to pick the Atlanta Braves to move on to the uh, you know champ division round. Yeah, division round. And then we got the, uh, the Philly. High school's going to be crazy for me, just starting out new. And Brendan's got eighth grade. He's going to he's going to prepare for high school and stuff. So. Uh, just be ready in case we don't up, upload an episode for a week or whatever. I mean, we we do feel bad. Like, we are trying our best here. So I hope you guys stick with us through this awesome journey, and we hope to be making Beyond the Ballpark episodes till the end of time. But, yeah, uh, that's going to be it for today's episode. I know I've already said that a lot of times, and I know you guys, I'll get you guys out here. Um, so we'll hopefully got Brandon on next time and continue our team series. And, uh, yeah, with that, we will see you next time.